Welcome to the Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete, turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. I am your host, Sarah Fennell, and it is Thursday, so you know what that means. I have a guest with me here today, and you are going to really, really enjoy this conversation if you've been wanting to get into online training. This is definitely a topic of conversation that comes up in my DMs, through our emails, and just questions about how to get started as an online trainer, or if online training is even a viable source of income. So my guest today is Sharad Mohan. He is the CEO of Trainerize. This is a company that's known for digitizing the fitness club experience. So Trainerize is an online platform and app format for you to be able to coach and train your clients through for online training. I have personally used this platform with my clients when I was doing online training as well. So I'm really excited to bring Sharad in to answer a lot of questions that you might be having around online training, what it looks like, how to get started, um, marketing tactics, and, and all those questions that I know seem to be up in the air when we're looking to come into the online space. And let me tell you, the online training world is absolutely booming. So I started my online training business in 2011. 11, like back before Instagram was around, back before all this techie digital stuff. And now with people like Sherrod and Trainerize, they make it so easily accessible for you to be able to train clients by not having to be with them one-on-one. So I know you are going to love this conversation. Let's get to the interview. Hello, Sherrod. Thank you so much for joining me on The Fulfillment Project. I am super jazzed to bring you to my audience because we are online trainers, we are trainers, we are health professionals, and you are the king of technology rising right now with the personal training world. So honestly, just thank you for being here. Thanks for having me, Sarah. Really excited to speak here. Yeah, absolutely. Um, right before we hit the record button here, you know, we were talking about how podcasts are kind of new for you in public speaking, and I love that you are open to that growth and stepping out from you know behind the scenes of the brand. Yeah, it's uh, it's been one of my kind of personal goals for the next eighteen months, which is uh, hey, how do I grow myself? What can I do new? That's uncharted territory, someplace I'm really uncomfortable with, and a big part of that is getting out there, speaking, telling our story. Um, so podcasts and speaking at conferences are two of my specific goals to be more part of in the next 18 months. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to growing more on that front today. Yeah, I love that you're like just being a role model for that because so many of our listeners are scared to get on video or get on podcasts or stand up on stage when we all have a message and a vision and we're trying to impact people in so many ways and our voice is so, so powerful. So I condone you for stepping out and doing that. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. So I would love to know, I mean, I only know a little bit about you. I don't even know your background story. So taking our listeners through like who is Sherrod and how did Trainerize come to life? Yeah, so Trainerize actually came to life um, for a 
personal reason, uh, believe it or not. So the company itself exists for 10 years. And the reason why we started this company is because, I'll do a bit of storytelling here. Um, many, many years ago, about 15 years ago, I got into a fire accident. Uh, I ended up burning about 40% of my body. Uh, and I went through about like one year of surgeries and rehab. And during that rehab time, what I had to do was basically get my strength back. I weigh about 210 pounds right now. Um, during the accident, I'd weighed about like 120 pounds. So I lost about 90 pounds of muscle and fat, and I just looked completely different. And so I went through quite a journey for about one year of working out with physiotherapists and occupational therapists. And when I was working out with the phys physiotherapist, one thing I realized was I needed to keep track of how I was basically increasing my strength progress. And a bigger part of it was my physio would give me a bunch of exercises and tell me, hey, go to the gym and do this. And I would forget how to do the exercise because it's so different than your standard bench press or shoulder press. And so when I'd go to the gym and forget, I'd come back to her and go, hey, look, is there any way you can maybe give me a screenshot of this? And back then, BlackBerry was huge. Um, so I said, hey, is there a BlackBerry app I could use? And she said, well, no, nothing really exists for that. So me and a few friends got together, and I said, hey, look, there's an opportunity here to build an app. I'd love to use it myself, track my strength progress. And we built an app. Um, and back then, it was a consumer-facing fitness app called Gym Technique. Um, and we, what we did was it, it was a great app. It streamed videos. You could kind of track strength progress. And we ended up uploading it to the App Store and had hundreds of thousands of downloads. And people started using it and loving it. And we didn't really know what we were doing back then. We kind of put a random price point on it, made a bit of side income. Um, but then what happened was is the iPhone came out and these 99 cent fitness apps came out as well. Um, and we were kind of stuck going, well, what do we do right now? Because we had a BlackBerry app and nobody had Blackberries anymore. Um, and so we had a couple of options. Option one was, hey, you know, shut her down, great experience. Um, option two was to look for the next opportunity. And, you know, we were inspired by Simon Sinek's, you know, start with why, always ask why. Uh, and we asked all of our users, why did you sign up for Gym Technique? We had a bunch of people saying, trying to lose weight. We ignored those. Uh, but we, we saw a massive opportunity with a bunch of personal trainers and gym owners saying, hey, I was looking for a way to better connect with my clients. or I was looking for a way to make money off this. And that's when we went, hmm, what's going on here? So we interviewed a bunch of personal trainers um, and gym owners. And that's when it was a birth of a brand new opportunity, which was Trainerize. We figured out that there was this movement where people were moving to digital and they wanted to be able to stay connected with clients. So personal trainers see a client maybe four or five times a month, but they felt disconnected the remaining 25 days a month. And that's where Trainerize came in. And what we did was basically we said, hey, look, we have a new opportunity to still live the same mission, which is helping people get healthier. Um, but what we did was really sit down and craft a new mission, which I can talk about after. And we put a personal tra trainer layer on top, uh, started selling to personal trainers and gyms. And five years later, here we are. I feel we've started a movement of uh, online personal training. Yeah, yeah. And I can definitely attest to that. I started my online training business in 2011. And I mean, like you mm. even look at like now we're in 2018. And I love that you saw basically you're a visionary for what was happening. And I think now with living in 2018, gone are the days for the online trainers of giving like a PDF or a, a printable yep. sheet of paper, right? Like we live in a digital world. So having an app available is is absolutely genius. And I, I love that you, you've seen that. that 
that forefront there. So what were the beginning days like of starting Trainerize then? So what year was that when like Trainerize was born? So Trainerize was born around 2012. Um, that's kind of when we rebranded, we shut down Gym Technique, uh, took a lot of the technology stack that we had, put a layer of the personal trainer gym layer on top, and really went to market. And so in terms of what the early days were like, we said, hey, look, we need a reason why we exist uh, before we go and really do anything. And we really thought long and hard about why do we exist? What is our mission? Um, and we summed it up in a few very simple words, which is we make fitness accessible. That's our mission. That's why we exist. And what it meant to us was, is there are a lot of people out there right now who are looking to get fit and not everyone can afford a personal trainer. Or a lot of people are, you know, really looking at apps like MyFitnessPal or wearing Fitbit trackers, but they only tell you so much. You took 10,000 steps. Now what? How can we connect an individual with a personal trainer? which to us meant an online personal trainer. So we made fitness accessible. And so once we had the mission, we said to ourselves, hey, look, every single thing we do has to lead with why. So when we want to build a feature, we got to ask, why is this feature going to be so amazing to make fitness accessible? When we make a marketing announcement, what is the leading why message? When we're talking about some new product we want to build internally, why are we building this product internally? So we spent a lot of time really thinking through what that why meant for us. And then after that, what we did was put some targets in place saying, hey, what we need to do right now is get customers. Um, We were uh, self-funded. We didn't raise any money. And so what we were not able to do was spend thousands on ads or tens of thousands on events. And so we invested in a content strategy by just sharing our why. And we wrote a bunch of content focused on certain keywords And what we noticed were personal trainers were searching for those keywords. And we started getting a lot of people coming in and trying out our software and converting. And so the first few days was really about hustling on the marketing front, content, um, hustling in terms of talking to customers the minute they needed to talk to us and having a very hands-on approach in the early days and having this constant feedback loop so we could keep improving the product as well. So we had this tight-knit team of product and marketing and customer service and we're all talking a lot and just building on the product we built mm-hmm. and i have to say i mean i am a user of trainer eyes for anybody listening here go check out the platform um even in my early days uh, back in 2012 i got on with a, it was a different platform but it had so many holes missing and then when i came across trainer eyes i was like oh my goodness they log photos and you know you can send automated messages and the chat system in it and you guys have really built out all the key components that a personal trainer needs to be in contact with a distant client now how did those features start building out was it through um, like uh, product demos with trainers or was it experiment research mm-hmm. yeah the combination of a couple of things you know of course, speaking to customers and us having our own vision and living it through. But I think it all started with us asking ourselves, what is the value we're selling to fitness professionals? And the value, our value proposition is better client engagement. So we kind of started there. Let's define what client engagement means. And in the very early days, we said, well, better client engagement is allowing a personal trainer and their clients being connected through fitness through an application, which is the mobile app. And so we went very heavy on building out all the fitness-specific features. So 
training programs, workout programs, um, having an exercise library, allowing for custom exercise videos. And so basically we focus very heavily on fitness. And we spoke to personal trainers saying, how do you deliver fitness? What kind of programming do you do? What kind of workouts do you like giving your clients? With their clients, what kind of you know equipment do they have access to? Are they working out at gyms? Are they working out at the park? How do they need to work out when you give them the workouts? And we invested heavily on this fitness aspect. And then from there, we went on and built the nutrition aspect because, you know, people always say half of getting healthier is working out and half of it is eating right, if not more. And so we defined what does it mean to stay engaged when it comes to nutrition. And we said, okay, well, it comes down to uh, personal trainers needing to create meal plans. And so a lot of personal trainers said, well, I'm not certified to create meal plans. So we partnered with companies that gave prescribed nutrition plans from certified nutritionists. And so we defined what it meant to send um, meal plans across for their clients. And on the client side, we said, well, how are clients going to track what they eat? And what we didn't want to do is build a, a meal tracking app. Um, but instead, why not just ride the wave of integrating with MyFitnessPal and Fitbit? And so we partnered with them and allowed people to simply keep tracking who they wanted to track and let the trainers know how they're eating. Um, and so we built that nutrition component. Then after that was communication. Uh, personal trainers and, and clients need to stay engaged by communicating constantly. Clients may have questions. Trainers may want to remind clients, hey, you got to go for that workout tomorrow. How are you feeling today? And so we invested in building kind of like a messaging engine. And so I guess where I'm going with this is, is you know, we taking it a step back, the way we built the feature set was really looking at what does client engagement mean? And we're always asking that question, what does client engagement mean? And as an example, when it comes to, say, meal planning, we looked at it and said, well, today, if you look at how people really share what they're eating, it's pictures of food on Instagram. People are taking pictures of food all the time. So we're like, well, why are we asking people to tell the trainers how they're eating by tracking the calories on MyFitnessPal when maybe all they got to do is take a picture of what they're eating and through machine learning, we can detect what that is. And so we're, we're investing in that today. Um, and so that's kind of how we always approach client engagement. Uh, it means something today that might be completely different four years from now. Heck, it could mean that if I'm at home and you're my trainer right now and me staying engaged with you is working out through a program you sent me on my Apple HomePod. And there's a listening device telling me what to work out through the Serafinal workout program. And so we're always going to be looking at it from what client engagement means. Mm -hmm. And I, like, I think that's so brilliant and why, you know, you and TrainerEyes have been so successful. And I believe you have over 80,000 trainers working on your platform now, which is just phenomenal, but always staying ahead of the times and having to look at, because I think like the digital techie world is moving very fast now. And if applications and digital products like yourself aren't staying up to date, this is when the growth of the company ultimately won't happen either, right? Yeah, I agree with that. I think, you know, one of the reasons why we're able to do that is because we have that defined mission. Like we just told ourselves, hey, look, we need to stay up to date with technology. I'm not so sure we'd always have the most useful solution. I think anyone can look at the technology trends and build solutions for a new technology. But if you kind of tie to a mission, we make fitness accessible. What does that mean? So I guess four years ago, all it meant was is keeping a, a trainer and a client connected through an iPhone or an Android. Well, then guess what? The Apple Watch came out a couple of years ago. And because our mission is we make fitness accessible, now suddenly it meant that you got people counting how many calories they're burning or how many calories they're moving on their Apple Watch. That information is useful to a personal trainer. We make fitness accessible. And so we've now made that information available to a trainer to do something with it. And so I think the way we're going to approach technology trends 
is always asking our question first, like, hey, what does We Make Fitness Accessible mean today? And if from that, the answer will be either new technology or it might even be a new way people are living. So the example of people taking photos of their food, right? That didn't come down because we said, well, what are the technology trends of people today? Because that answer could be so wide. If we kind of narrow it down to our mission, the answer just comes in front of you. Now, one of the questions Joe and I get a lot through DMs or emails, people we run into is, how do you start an online personal training business? And now I know that's a bit of a loaded question, but what would your advice be for that? Yeah. So what I would say is, is um, we'll do, I'll kind of break it down to you know personal trainers and, and even health clubs, even gyms. Um, there is a world of content out there to first get familiar with online personal training um, you know, one of the best areas to go through actually is, you know, learning from the best. And there's um, the Online Trainer Academy is a great resource for anyone looking to really understand what does it mean to start an online personal training business. I'd recommend starting there because um, from there what you would learn is the business of online training first and then what to do with the actual platforms. Um, I would then join a lot of Facebook discussion groups and I would ask questions as well in terms of, hey, um, how are people pricing online personal training? How are people incorporating it into in-person personal training? Um, how are people doing you know, corporate wellness online training? There are a whole bunch of niches out there in online training, and I really think there's an opportunity for people to learn from other successful online personal trainers, and they're sharing information out there. Um, but I think a person should also even ask, again, what is their why? Um, because people buy why you do something, not what you do. Um, and I think it's very important for someone to figure out, well, why am I doing online personal training? And that might help them carve out a niche that they're going after. Um, because to simply offer online training and go out there and give you know a price point and a service, it might be difficult to get new clients coming in. Um, so one of the best things you could do is figure out what is that niche I'm going after. And before any of that, if a person already is doing in-person personal training, the best place to start is to simply give your in-person clients online training um, and charge a small fee for that, maybe 10 bucks a month or $25 a month and give, start getting familiar for what it's like to combine your in-person clients with online training. And once you get comfortable with it, you can then start scaling that business and start selling online only clients. In terms of fitness clubs, I mean, online personal training is for clubs too. Um, and we're seeing a massive trend there. So like I said earlier on, we started selling to personal trainers about four or five years ago. And the last year and a half, we've been selling a lot to clubs. And already we have 2,000 clubs using TrainerOS to deliver online training. Um, and so a big question we're getting from clubs, though, is much like you said, what personal trainers are asking is, well, how do I get started in online training? And I think for clubs, it's, for boutique clubs, it's really to ask themselves the question, well, what is your mobile strategy? Do you really even care for a mobile strategy? Which means when you have members coming in, do you want to stay connected to your members once they leave the club? Well, if that's the case, then you can start giving them online programs to come back and work out at the gym on days that maybe not working out with the personal trainer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so much gold there. And I have to say, I 100% agree with you. And I love that you had said that start with it as an addition to your current service. And I think this is where a lot of people may get frustrated or not understand the whole concept because I've had people reach out. They have maybe 100 or 200 followers on Instagram, not even a personal trainer and saying they want to be mm-hmm. an online, or they want to be an online trainer. And I'm like, I, I can't help you. you. You need to know the, the business <laughs> of personal training. You need to know how to actually work one-on-one with clients. Because I've even found for myself, 
working one-on-one with clients helps me work with the online clients because you understand the problems and the issues and the common questions that usually come up. So I I love that you started with that. Yeah, I love that you started with that and it being almost like a hybrid service. Absolutely. And I think the main key point here is for everyone to be patient as well. Um, I think there's an expectation that since it's digital that you might have an overnight success of getting 10 clients, 20 clients, 100 clients. Um, but really, it's about being patient. It's about trying different things. Um, you know, Like we said right now, start with the in-person clients and learn why they like that in the first place. And that can help craft a marketing message. And once you're comfortable with it, um, then, you know, my recommendation is to, I would say, invest in content. Um, it's one of the best ways. It's one of the cheapest ways to actually kind of get your inbound marketing traffic where you start having your blog and start targeting keywords like online personal training, online trainer, or maybe even getting, you know, fitter with uh, Fitbit trackers. So what are people actually searching for online? Um, and then start building out a lead funnel to start capturing people and giving them free trials. Uh, free trials is one of the best ways to drive a digital business. I mean, it's what we do in Trainerize as well. Um, you know, we get thousands of personal trainers coming to our website every single month. And what we do is we say, hey, try our service free for 30 days. Get set up and try it with a few of your in-person clients. We tell them to try it with the in-person clients. And once you start there, you expand and grow. And there's no reason why a personal trainer can't do the exact same thing, too. So if a personal trainer wants to start an online training business, yes, start with the in-person clients. And once you figure out what your price point is and once you figure out what your marketing message is, um, then one of the best things you can do is start creating a lead funnel. Start with some, you know, maybe some lower cost ads on Facebook at 10, 20 bucks a day or a week. Get people coming in, getting them on a 30-day free trial of your online training service, and hopefully after that, they convert. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people don't, like, I mean, it's, it's a business as well. Whether you have a brick-and-mortar business or an online business, there needs to be a, a lead magnet of, of some sort. And even personal trainers will offer a free first session, or studios or gyms will offer a free first week or right. two weeks. And I feel like there's, like, this disconnect when people online, they're solely just focused on the profit margin because they think that they can just make mm-hmm. money. Make money while they sleep, but it's a whole business model that needs to go into actually running an online training stream of stream of income. So thank you so much for, for laying that out there. Yeah, uh, no worries. What would be some of the, the marketing tactics that you would recommend for uh, a personal trainer who's looking to get online clients? Yeah, so we touched a bit on it already. So in terms of marketing tactics, I would say one of the first things, first and foremost, actually, is um, I think one of the biggest questions we get is how much to charge for online personal training. So, you know, before you start bringing the leads in, is is figure out that price and be clear on it. Uh, And what we're finding out from our 80,000 trainers is some trainers have a price point for fairly hands-off online training where it's like, hey, you got a program for five months that. 20 bucks a month, and from there it builds up saying, hey, you'll get a customized program updated once every four weeks at $100 a month. Um, Figure out the different price points, figure out the different services per price point, and the more hands-on and the more customized it gets, the more expensive the online program gets for the client, of course. Now, once you have that, uh, one of the best things a person could do is obviously get a website. Uh, a, A big part of how they get customers is going to be through digital. And having a web page um, that clearly defines what the offering is and clearly defines what value it, it, it provides a client. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> online training is quite new. Um, if you walk down the street and ask the average person walking down the street and go, hey, look, like, do you have an online personal trainer? 
you know, eight out of 10 people will probably say, what is an online personal trainer? And so I think it's important that trainers understand that when they're creating their website. It's, it's, it's critical that trainers really clearly communicate across the person landing on their web page what online training is. I wouldn't recommend saying online personal training. I'd recommend telling a story of what that lifestyle means for a client who buys online personal training. And what that means is, is now suddenly a person who couldn't afford a trainer can now afford a trainer. A person who's getting customized programming sent to their phone and to create all these visuals that describe the new lifestyle a person's going to get by having an online trainer. And after that, the marketing tactics come in uh, to drive leads. Um, I'd recommend having a, a strong blog, uh, writing a lot of content in terms of, you know, what online training means or, or, or what healthy lifestyle means. Because when a person lands in, they want to be like, hey, look, this is the lifestyle I can be a part of. And nothing drives that better through other than content. Um, and after that, what I'd recommend uh, a person do is put a small budget to, on ads um, through Facebook or Instagram and start promoting, basically what I recommend is a 30-day free trial of an online personal trainer and creating a lead funnel where a person clicks and subscribes to our training program. And at that point, the trainer can then engage with the client and keep them engaged during the 30 days that the person's on our trial. Um, you know, best practices or best conversion rates on average for 30-day trials on digital is approximately 20 to 25%. Um, so if you're converting 20 to 25% of your free trials, you're doing a damn good job. Um, and as you learn to scale online training, you can start spending more money on ads because the scaling will allow the trainer to make it profitable as they get more clients in the system as well. Um, so those are kind of the two simple tactics I would say. Uh, one is is um, make sure it's very clear what value a person gets because right now people don't know what it means to get an online trainer, so you don't want to waste that that visit when they come on your website. And the second thing is is generate leads by putting a free trial in place and, and spend a bit of money on ads uh, and, and drive some of those leads through content as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's go back to talking about pricing because you, you touched on a little bit there and I know it can vary, but for someone who is very new to this and they're thinking, where would I even start my price point from? Yeah, so I think uh, when it comes to pricing, you know, one big part of it is the person asking themselves, like, what is my time worth? Uh, and I think it's important for people to always ask themselves that question and, and then understanding how much time is it going to take to help a person through a fitness journey, right? So a person might go, well, I'm only going to create one amazing program um, that can really fit anyone, and they never have to get the program updated. They can just get started on it, and they're, they're set for three months where I don't need to talk to them at all. And, you know, that's going to involve a price that's going to be a lot less than a more hands-on program. Because really, if you look at the time value of your, the, the value of your time, if you're not spending much time once the initial investment is made, you can afford to charge a little bit less there. And so what we see with our customers is they end up charging anywhere between 10 to $25 a month for a fairly hands-off program. Um, for programs that are more hands-on, what we're seeing is a combination of trainers saying, hey, look, I'm going to spend one hour a month on updating this customized program for my client, or I'm going to spend you know, one hour every two weeks, or I'm going to spend one hour every two months. really comes down to spending about a half an hour to one hour updating a program and then going, well, how long does it take to update that program? And in, that, in those cases, we're seeing price points of approximately 50 to 100 bucks a month. And where we see the 100 to $200 a month are where trainers are giving customized meal programs 
um, customized fitness programs. And on top of that, too, allowing clients to message them at any time and staying connected through them every single week of the month. And in those cases, you're charging between 100 to 200 bucks a month. So I think it comes down to really understanding, hey, what's your time worth? Uh, and the second part of it going, well, how much time do I want to spend with my clients um, or different segments of clients and having different price points? Mm-hmm. Because people will pay for those touch points with you the more they have. I've even done, um, I've ran group programs where I've had a Facebook group and I do weekly Facebook lives. So there's charge a bit more for that. For the personal, like private uh, online coaching, I've had, I've done Skype calls with clients as well once, mm-hmm. per, once per month or bi-weekly if they wanted that for actual coaching through some different things. Right. So yeah, I love that you said that you start smaller scale up depends on how much time you're giving someone. Cause someone's not just going to give you hundreds of dollars for none of your time exactly. per month. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that there is some sort of little bit of a conceived notion that online training is this get rich quick and you can make all this money while you sleep. And like, this is my main reason for bringing you on here is to bring so much clarity <laughs> to what the actual business is and what people are willing to pay and what you really need to do to build the business. So amazing. What, how can studios start to leverage this more? You touched on it a little bit and I love that you said that, you know, studios aren't really utilizing this as much that it's more independent trainers. So what would you say to studio owners who aren't leveraging this? Yeah, I think one of the biggest opportunities is with studios. Uh, And the main reason being right now, studios and clubs, they have members coming in right now who are already into fitness. Um, And there is a massive wave right now in the world of digital fitness, you know, by virtue of the fact that Apple Watch is one of the most sold watches in the world. It is the most sold watch in the world. They recently surpassed even Rolex. Um, And one of the biggest drivers of the Apple Watch is the fitness element. You look at the new Apple Series watch that got released yesterday you know the big piece in the keynote was all about how there's more you can now do when it comes to your heart rate um and so people are buying apple watches for fitness people are buying fitbit trackers for fitness um people are tracking information in consumer apps like my fitness pal and fitbit tracker and so there is this big wave right now with consumers where you almost have this new persona created called the consumer digital fitness enthusiast and then we have clubs and studios, and that's kind of the, you know, the industry's been around for decades. And if a person's walking in there, it's important, I feel, for a club to stay relevant with the trends in fitness, which is digital fitness. And it's quite easy for a club to do that. Really, all a club has to do right now is tap into what these wearables are doing for an individual, which is really giving them guidance, telling them life and clubs can do that too and so there's an opportunity right now for clubs to go hey what is our digital fitness strategy um what is our mobile strategy what is our wearable strategy so i think it's important for a club to ask themselves those questions and really figure out what the digital fitness strategy is and then after that they have an opportunity right now to give more services to members that they're looking for and a perfect example is online training so for that member walking into a gym right now working out You know, if you're looking at a regular club that has general fitness and one-on-one personal training and small group training, on average, about 8 to 12 members purchase personal training. And about 90% of members say no to personal training. And why? Because they can't afford it. And so through digital fitness, clubs can now offer members an option B saying, hey, why don't you download the fitness app designed for our gym and we'll give you customized programs designed by a personal trainer. Now, suddenly, you have 30, 40% of the members saying, 
absolutely I can drop 30 bucks a month instead of 80 an hour. And now you have this new segment of your gym buying personal training. It just happens to be online personal training. But your personal training revenues are now 40% of your members, which is a huge jump. And so that's how clubs can leverage kind of the wave in digital fitness. And that's how they can start tapping into what members want when it comes to personal training. Yeah. And it's such an untapped area because exactly like what you said there, it's such a small percentage of people. And really like the, the main goal is to get a member, get someone in the door, giving you a (laughs) monthly revenue, and then you upsell them to something that is thousands of dollars per month. And there are so many people who cannot afford that. So then they're either going to group classes or they're just not getting the direction Mm -hmm. that they need for their goals. Also the people who are training once or twice per week, I think we can all agree you need a little bit more more structure and a little bit more energy output and even to see the results. So like, that's why I am pro, pro, pro online training because there's such an untapped market and it's such a lower cost as well that the client wins, the club wins, everybody wins. And if you already have someone giving you that money and you have that market, why not just tap into that? So... Absolutely. And actually, so you look at clubs a lot of times, now especially, like really what you're trying to get are engaged members. Uh, And engaged members mean they work out, they come in and work out. And so you really don't want that member that signs up for a membership and never shows up at the gym, uh, because that is the biggest, like, retention, like, flaw. So what online training has done is if you look at our data, um, you know, 70, 80,000 online trainers, 2,000 clubs, we have close to a million members uh, using Trainerize every day, trained by these digital clubs and online personal trainers. Um, Through every single member inside Trainerize, they work out on average three times per week. And that is a number we are so proud about saying, wow, people that use Trainerize work out on average three times per week. And so what that means is, is if a digital club, if a club goes digital and offers online personal training, that member who maybe comes and works out once a week or once every two weeks, now you suddenly have technology that's going to motivate an individual when they're at home and when they're at work to go, well, maybe I should drop by the gym on my way back home, or maybe I should get up from the couch and go and work out. That's what digital is doing. It's motivating people to get up and show up. And imagine now a club where all your members come and work out three times per week. Um, You're going to have a really highly engaged club. People are going to feel the energy. Your retention rates are going to improve, and it's a win-win all around. Mm -hmm. Have you had any resistance on clubs for that model. And I, I just say this because Joe and I were aligned, were aligned with uh, one of the ma- uh, one of the bigger chains here in Canada, and we were trying to implement some online products and, and launching things. And they got a little upset that we were waking up some of their <laughs> some of their members who hadn't been in in a while. So yeah, no, great question. So uh, funny enough, actually, the, the biggest um, concern we had when we spoke to clubs initially was. Well, I don't want my, my 10% of members who buy personal training right now, I don't want them buying this cheaper option suddenly, and now I'm making less money. And fair enough. That's a risk I could completely empathize and understand. Uh, what we ended up finding was is that member persona who buys the one-on-one training, they still want the one-on-one training. And what they ended up doing was actually upselling online training to these members. And they ended up growing the personal training revenues and building this new service of hybrid training, which that in-person segment absolutely loved. And for the gyms that were kind of worried about people maybe working out too much, the feedback we've been getting is they love it. Uh, they love the impact it's having because what they're finding is 
it's not about a member just simply walking into the gym. They're using these online training apps to create these social um, online groups. And so you have people right now, when they're outside of the gym, they're communicating with each other in some kind of online group. So it's a very similar to a Facebook group. And when they're talking in there, they're motivating each other. But they're aligning the brand of the gym with what they're trying to do to get healthier. And they all show up and work out more. So it's creating energy. It's creating a buzz. And people today are really getting aligned with anything that drives a buzz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And especially if you have an app on your phone, if it's customized to your gym, it's almost like free branding and marketing out when someone's at work or at the water cooler. It's like, hey, look at my app from my gym. I get to work out. <laughs> I, I think you hit on a very uh, interesting point there is, is that icon, that app that a gym is able to have on the phone. It's almost like right now it's, it's you have no choice but to have an app on your customer's phones. You look at the way people buy tickets from movies today. Um, you know, when is the last time you actually walked and waited in the line in the movie theater to buy a ticket? Usually you buy it on your phone and just show up and you walk in. When you check into a flight, when's the last time you walked into an airport and waited in line to get a boarding pass printed? Chances are you just got your boarding pass on your phone from whatever airline you're flying on. And so much the same way with gyms too, the the expectation now is going to be an app for that gym that keeps the person connected to that gym 30 days a month, 24 hours a day. And so I think you hit a very interesting point there, which is you know taking fitness out of the equation and going, there is a consumer expectation today that if they're paying a brand for something, they want to see that brand on their phone and they want that brand immersed into their daily lifestyle. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's that constant reminder that brand, and it's a talking point for people as well. Where yeah. where do you see the the future of online training going? Yeah, so the future of online training, where I see it going, is um, interestingly enough, I see online training in the future involving the human element more. Um, so I do believe there is a role for AI and machine learning and all that good stuff. But where I see the role AI and machine learning plays is on the consumer side. Uh, So allowing consumers to do more when it comes to fitness and sharing more information through wearables or through machine learning apps like visual food recognition software through through an iPhone or an Android. But interestingly enough, the future of online training I really do feel is getting the human element more involved. And, And technology needs to figure out a way to make personal trainers more affordable by allowing them to train more people. The perfect example is, you know, one of the things we're always thinking about is how do we allow a personal trainer delivering online training train a thousand clients or two thousand clients by not spending, you know, a hundred hours a week because then it's not scalable. So the role that technology companies like Trainerize, the role we play is figuring out how we allow personal trainers, so humans, to actually do more with their time. Where I don't see the future of online training is a generic fitness app um, that's got some AI element behind it giving automated workout programs. Uh, I think there's a, a role for technology to play in between an individual personal trainer and an individual consumer. So there's two human elements going at it. Uh, But that's the part that at least we're trying to uh, continually push on. Um, I also see um, a continuation, a continual rise in the world of wearables. Um, People are going to just be sharing more and more data on their Fitbit trackers and Apple watches and whatever entrants come into the space. And it's really important that all that information is shared with online personal trainers. You know, five years ago, 
really all the information that was brought together through apps and wearables was for the consumers themselves. And they had to figure out, what do I now do with this to get healthier? And I think the future of online training is really a world where all this information right now, the consumers collect on themselves, build an expectation that I can, don't need to worry about it. I'm going to collect the information, pass it on to somebody else, the online personal trainer. And the online personal trainer will now tell me how to live a healthier life. And so that's where I see things uh, moving. And in the world of uh, the gyms, I think there's going to be this new concept of a virtual member. Uh, and so really it's about you know taking that fitness experience beyond the gym. Today when you walk into a gym, they sell you membership, which means you walk in and work out. Uh, they sell you personal training for the gym. And we're seeing a new trend right now with online training, which we talked about, um, to get some workout programs designed for that gym. But I think there's going to be a new persona called the virtual member, where if there's no Equinox or if there's no Goals Gym in your city, then now suddenly what you can do is still be a virtual member and still work out with Goals Gym trained personal trainers or Equinox trained personal trainers and not even have to walk into the gym if they don't have that gym in your city. Um, so gyms are going to take the fitness experience outside of the gym, take it to cities where they don't have the luxury of having these luxury gyms, or maybe even to their homes and streaming workout classes through Apple TVs or listening devices. Mm, yeah. Very interesting because I know Facebook is going very virtual. We are a very virtual world. And I like what you said earlier there too about people wanting more connection as well. And that's why I think like video platforms are uh, such on the rise and people don't just want a workout. They want an experience. And the more that we can do this with technology and the more that we can connect with our, our customers and our clients will create a better experience and obviously more profit revenue for us as well. So Absolutely. yeah, I think as, as any business owner, anybody listening here, you need to think, how can I create a better experience for my client? How can I create a better experience for their results as well and create like a community ultimately? And it's interesting because I, when I was running last year, my group programs, it was, you know, through Trainerize and I had a Facebook group as well. And I ran, mm-hmm. it a, I ran it a couple different times and it was a very generic program, but we had a Facebook community. And I had women mm-hmm. buying in over and over again. The workouts were still the same. So they, yeah. the workouts were still the same, but they wanted the community aspect and that human element of seeing me on a Facebook Live every week. So I think that's really interesting and, and something that people need to understand is that people don't just buy the coaching, they buy the coaches as well. So how can we utilize all this technology to create those experiences? Well, I think you hit on a really key point there, which is, you know, like you, you took the concept of group training and you allowed technology to complement what you're already doing in challenges and group training. Um, and the role that we see uh, technology playing is social motivation. Um, you know, if you get everyone into one group, one area and ask people to work out, they're giving each other virtual high fives. And if they're not working out, they're motivating each other to work out. Um, I loved how you use the concept of groups to drive social motivation that eventually got people to actually working out and doing the programs you assigned all of them, which is really cool to see. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and I think that's really key because especially as online trainers, the, the retention can be lower if they're not being motivated, right? So as, as the train, yeah. trainer on the other end, we have to think how many like touch points can we have with the client? How can we keep them motivated? How can we give them that experience of working with us? Because it can be very lonely if you're just sending someone a program and you know and that's why I think what we were talking about earlier the price yeah. point, the price point like you can't charge someone $100 a month and never talk to them so 
you hit a pretty cool word there, actually. You mentioned touch points. Uh, and that's something we think a lot about as well, which is like, how can we enable a trainer to have continuous touch points where really online training is a fitness journey? Um, and so I, th- I think it's very important, and you hit the nail on the head there, is that a personal trainer thinks about those touch points through that journey. So if I buy a three-month program for me online, what do the touch points look like? You know, from day zero when I buy it, how long am I waiting for until I get the program on my phone? Uh, what does that first Skype phone call look like? Um, in between days I'm not working out, are there messages coming to me? I mean, you know, train, software like Trainerize has auto messages where you can have reminders go out and you build auto messages into the fitness journey. But there are all these tools right now that a personal trainer should use to make sure that there are continuous touch points happening along the fitness journey because people want those touch points. Think of it almost like all those reminders you get for almost every app on your iPhone. Um, you get these notifications come out. Those are touch points. And we can take those touch points and extend it to a fitness journey and having people that much more engaged in the online program they purchase. And that will just improve your retention rates. Yeah. And I love your, your automated message feature that came out. I believe it was just the beginning of this year that that came out. Correct. Yeah, I want to, and you want to hear something really cool about it? So basically, um, I, I mentioned earlier that one of the, the numbers we obsess over is, you know, what's the average workouts per week? Because, um, you know, if that number is not good, we, there's no reason why we should exist. If a person works out on average once every two weeks, why do we exist? That's probably how often a person would work out without online training. Uh, so for the longest time, that number actually was two times per week. People worked out on trainerized on average two times per week. And we said, how do we get that number going to three? And that's when the concept of the kind of the touch points came in. And we said, well, you know, when people are scheduled workouts from the personal trainer and what's happening in between the days they worked out, we noticed a lot of people were missing workouts. And we said, well, why don't we design a feature called auto messages um, and through auto messages that allows a personal trainer to basically have trigger points and send messages out in between scheduled workouts and create a fitness journey. And once we released that feature, Uh, what we noticed was people were less likely to miss workouts and more likely to work out, and they were. And that number, average workouts per week, which was two for the longest time, after we put that feature out, that number jumped to three. So people work out on average now three times per week from trainers simply using this auto-messaging feature. Mm, It's brilliant. It it helps the trainer, it leverages time, and it gets the client more results. So, yeah, yeah. I set up, like, auto-check-in emails as well, and they answer me a few questions. So, and I know, like, from a time perspective, back, I used to do things through email. It just, it was so time-consuming, and then you're chasing people down, and now it's easy. You just pop in, and I see, who hasn't checked in and what's going on? So, from a business perspective, like, I think we're always looking to save time, leverage time, um, honestly. I can donate you for that feature. It, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks. Yeah. Glad you like it. Now, on a, on a personal note, how has it been like for you watching Trainerize grow with this being your baby? Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been an incredible ride. Um, you know, there's uh, there's a few of us who have kind of been involved in the journey from the very beginning. Um, a very, very close-knit team, and it wouldn't have been possible without the team really working together and, and driving this mission forward. In terms of how it feels, in all honesty, is just looking at those numbers, and I'm not talking revenue numbers. I get so jazzed when I see how many workouts are done per day. Like right now, when I look at the boards in the office, it'll say 40,000 workouts today. Wow. Uh, so today, 40,000 people are going to work out today with the personal trainer that would not have worked out if trainerized didn't exist. And that is just one of the best feelings ever. And seeing that number grow, like the first day when we had the number five, even that was amazing. It's like, hey, last week nothing happened. 
today, five people are working out. We're changing five people's lives, and that meant something to us. Um, I think really cool feelings for me is is I took a vacation to uh, Maui uh, two years ago. Um, and when I was working out, I had my trainerized shirt on, uh, and, and a woman came up to me and saying, trainerized, trainerized, I use trainerized with my trainer. I'm like, well, what do you mean? She's like, well, my trainer right now is giving me a workout. She showed me her phone, and she's like, I'm working out with trainerized. Are you working out with trainerized too? I'm like, well, I actually run trainerized. And it was such a That's cool so feeling cool. to see somebody randomly in Maui working out. It happened as well in, in Melbourne once, um, which is amazing. So when I see people around the world working out with a online personal trainer, ideally through trainer eyes. Um, it just makes, it just melts my heart. It makes me feel so good. Um, and what we try and do is we want everyone in the office to feel that. And we do by displaying uh, numbers like how many workouts happened today, how many meals got tracked today, what's the average workouts per week this week. And those numbers, it, it's easy for all of us to connect to it and drive that number forward and celebrate it when it keeps going up. Mm-hmm. And and what is your role in the business now? Like what does what does like an average day or an average week look like for you with working in the business? Yeah, so as CEO, I think a big part of, you know, my role is just really thinking about what role should we be playing in the world of fitness one year from now, two years from now, five years from now. Um, really thinking about that mission and making sure that everyone in the team is connected to the mission. You know, it, it, it's difficult sometimes for somebody who is maybe an engineer or doing customer service to really connect to we make fitness accessible. So what I try and do is always think about each person's role in our company. How can I really make sure that that individual understands that their role is driving our mission forward and really making sure that every single person on the trainerized team, that we all truly feel like we're part of something larger than ourselves individually. And so I'm always continually thinking about that. An average day, you know, really looks like reading about um, fitness trends, uh, reading about what clubs are doing, what personal trainers are doing. Um, an average day comes down to also, like I said earlier on, like thinking through our mission and what we're doing this quarter to keep pushing the mission forward. Um, it's really, you know, thinking through the mission, um, the industry, and doing a lot of reading and just making sure we're doing the right thing. Good. I, I love that you mentioned like team culture there. And I think anybody, you know, with a studio or a club uh, would get a lot of valuable f- uh, points from this. Is there anything that you do to create that, that great culture and that, that team atmosphere? Yeah, there's a few things we do. We do one thing called the daily workout. Um, so, you know, we're a technology company, a software company, but we have a lot of personal trainers working on our coach team. And so, you know, each day uh, what, what the coaches will do is on Slack, our communication uh, network, they'll go, hey, everyone, workout of the day starting in five minutes. And we all kind of get to the center of the office and music is pumping. And uh, one of the coaches will show like three different exercises that we're all going to do. And we go through like a 10-minute workout. Uh, but what that allows us to do is really make sure that we all understand that our business is about movement. It's about energy. It's about lifestyle. And yes, we're behind screens every day, but it's really important that the work output that comes out of those screens is people are moving more. And we try and do that. Uh, Once a quarter, what we do is, is when we do our company wide offsite, you know, we, we hit up a local gym here and we do a fitness class together. Uh, we try and do those a lot more, though, so that way we kind of get into the environment of our customers. So, again, we feel the energy. Like, the beauty of our industry is that it's, it's high energy, 
it's extremely positive. Uh, so it's easy to try and find an excuse to hit up a gym and work out once a week or once a month if we have to as a team. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's fitness. So we try, we try to inject that fitness element as much as we can. Yeah, that's great. And I think, I mean, your team and your culture ultimately drive everything, right? Like you're, you're the visionary, but without the team and without them, this would probably cease to <laughs> exist. So I'm glad that you, uh, you, you focus on that. Um, yeah, I, for sure. I have one last question before we wrap up here that I ask everybody at the end. But before, before we get to that, is there anything else you would like studio owners to know or trainers or anything else that we haven't touched on here? I think we touched on all the key points. Um, I would just say, like, you know, there's uh, for anyone who hasn't started doing online training or thinking about what digital training means, uh, now's a good time to just start thinking about it. And in some sense, just do it. Um, jump in, you know, try softwares like Trainerize. Um, go to groups online to see what online training is all about. Learn about it um, because it's going to be quite key for gyms and trainers to stay relevant for the next five years in terms of what the profession is going to be. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Thank you so much. So this is called the Fulfillment Project. So my last question to everybody is, what does fulfillment mean to you? Hmm. Fulfillment to me personally is um, living the life I've always wanted to live, which is having time for friends, having time for family, uh, being comfortable in the setting I set for myself, um, traveling, um, having time for community, and continually growing. Um, if I see myself personally growing year after year, um, I feel fulfilled. A good example, in all honesty, Sarah, is the opportunity to do this podcast. Um, I feel quite fulfilled today knowing I did something new today I don't normally do. Um, and it's also, you know, really making the most out of my family life and my friend life and uh, growing the business. Mm, I love it. I think as human beings, we crave growth. And I mean, I, I believe Tony Robbins even says that if you're not growing, you're dying. And yeah. I, I think like this episode here is so key for so many personal trainers because they feel sometimes stuck with their hours for dollars, training clients, you know, eight, mm-hmm. eight hours a day. Um, so I'm so grateful and thankful that you came on to share some knowledge, share some wisdom, and perhaps do that little bit of a push to all those trainers to start <laughs> implementing online training and hint, hint, nudge, nudge. Everybody go check out trainerize.com, trainerize on all of the social media platforms. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much, Sharad. Appreciate your time. All right. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am sarah.fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show.